Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Pat Richards, Part Two. Enjoy. Um, just that I've got, I'm a chance here, so I told Doc, "Mate, I can't feel anything. This is awesome. Let's let's go." Let's, so we went outside. Sheenzy was there. Did a couple of scoots. Um, I said, "Mate, I'm good to go." He goes, "Right, go tell Sheenzy." And Sheenzy's walking over, like thinking, "Mate, he's no chance." Yeah. Um, he goes, "How is it?" And I said. Mate, I'm in. He goes, all right, go tell the boys. So the boys were already inside in the in that um, little room and yep. walked inside. And um, like the boys have said many times, it's um, they were all quiet, looking at me like they had no idea what I was going to say. And I just I was just still focused. Walked in and someone said, "How'd you go?" And I said, "I'm in." And the absolute room absolutely erupted How with everything was like sham- it was like the the cups were just flying everywhere and um mate, we come together was that was a moment that we'll always remember because that feeling that um mm. that they had for me knowing that I was going to play yep. um it was like a brotherhood yeah and um they wanted me a part of it I wanted to be a part of it that badly mm. that um like like I think Bucket said that we we sort of got that feeling that nothing will stop us now when you say you couldn't feel your ankle literally you couldn't feel your ankle during the game, right? Couldn't feel it, yeah. So it was numb, sort of like running on memory. Um, so when I said that I had that um, sore parts in my knee, I didn't realise that when I twisted the week before, I'd torn a bit of cartilage in, oh. my, in my right knee. So I'd, I'd done the ankle and then because it was all focused just on that, we didn't have to worry about the knee. <laughs> um, but So then turn up on the day of the game and we just mm. um, injected the ankle and the knee again and – um, just before, sort of, just after that try, actually, just just before half time was was when it was like starting to really, really hurt again, and um, had Needle some more wearing off, was yeah, it? yeah. So starting to starting to really feel it, and had some more at half time. Yeah. Um, ended up getting about sixty minutes, and I, I was yeah. I was shot then. I was I was gone. I was just yeah. It was just, um, I was a little bit of a liability out there, but boys hung on, and um, just an incredible moment. It didn't affect you on Mad Monday, did it? No, not at all. I was in a mood boot for the whole celebrations. Yeah. Um, so literally from the game, um, didn't come home for about till about like Monday night, Tuesday <laughs> morning, something like that. It was incredible time, but the the foot was starting to ache a fair bit. But yeah. 
um, just just iced it with a few beers and mm. um, and we were good to go. And um, I went. I was actually we, we booked a flight, me and my wife, to go to America yep. um, on the Friday. So we we flew to New York and it was an incredible week. And, and the Friday night, I'm in New York. My, my foot's killing me, and I'm um, thinking, did that just really happen? Yeah. That whole week, it was unbelievable. Um, but everything was totally worth it because you know it's it's memories now we still got. Super League, why? Some would say 2005 was your your best year and you could have had your choice of clubs in the NRL. Why overseas? Like I said at the start, when I, when I had those couple of injuries, I didn't realise it was going to uh, – I might not get that opportunity again. Yeah. Um, so I took it took it with both hands. Um, I thought I'd only go for two years and mm. um, I just loved it so much. And being over there for eight seasons at a big club like Wigan and end up having two kids over there. Yeah. And, um, but I had this burning desire to come back and play in the NRL again for the Tigers, and um, I was lucky enough to do that. But, yeah, the the reason I, I actually signed halfway through 2005 before we went on that big run as well. Um, Sheenzy didn't want me to go, um, but I sort of said, look, I, I just, I've got to take this opportunity because yep. it might not happen again. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the big reason. Before we proceed, the kickoffs and the kicks, how did it start because – None of us had seen anything quite like it before. And also coaches, by and large, aren't big on the unknown. Some coaches aren't. Um, Sheenzy is and, and allowed us to do that and try anything because he's always searching for something different. Um, and that kickoff technique was Graham Arnold was our kicking coach mm. back then and he, he sort of played around with a few ideas with the ball on the tee and showed me a certain way of scooping the ball and, and kicking it and spiralling it off the tee. And once I practised that over time, I could, I could master that. And I always thought, why give him an easy catch as a kickoff? Mm. Um, challenged it. I had, had big long legs, so long levers. Ball went up nice and high. And, um, yeah, after every game, guys would come up to me and say, please stop doing that. And they, they, were, <laughs> they were shitting themselves. So, um so I was sort of thinking, okay, well, they don't like it. Mm. They're going to keep coming. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good because, you know, you get a result. Mm. A couple of times the ball hit the post, you get the ball back. And, yeah. Um, it's just uh, just challenging challenging everything. They're, they're doing it now with the short kickoffs off the dropout, aren't they? Uh, yeah. The short dropouts. Yep. So um, any chance you can get the ball back, it's, um, it's useful. When you get one sweet, do you know straight away you can just feel it off the boot? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you know, sort of like um, when you hit a, a good golf shot. You yep. know straight away as soon as you hit it, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, mind you, not all of them come off, um, but like everything, you've got to be willing to, to miss and mm. um, back yourself. And Otherwise, what's the point? Just do a boring, easy catch. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, sometimes it might change the game. Look at uh, Kyle Felton in the grand final in 2015. There you go, great example. Bet you Ben Hunt wishes he would just give him a nice, easy catch. Yep. And he threw that up. That was high and ugly. That it was, was. That was swirling. It was golden point. It's 80 odd thousand. Yeah. He drops it. They end up getting first crack. JT hits the field goal. He nails it. But no, Colfield never gets any credit for that. Yeah. Really good point. Was there one player who you knew you had shitting their pants when the ball went up? Basically, you're inside their head and, and it was always going to be tough. So you, you picked on them more? Um, not really. I was sort of, um, I didn't really worry about who it was. Like I remember playing, we played uh, Manly at uh, Leichhardt one day and it was raining and windy as, and um, Brett Stewart was fullback and, mate, I had him moving a fair bit because I just threw it up and the, 
the wind and the rain was doing a lot of the work wow. as well because the higher you get it, the ball just takes off. Yeah. So if you're getting guys like that who who are starting to dive for them and mm. make it hard, it's it's working. So I still remember when Benji was playing for the Dragons. Um, I put a couple up to him and <laughs> Marty Tapao was um, – Whenever whenever I was doing a nice high one in the middle, I'd get I'd get someone like Marty or someone or like or Tedesco just to chase it. That's cruel. And he could Marty would just line them up, yeah, like an like an NFL player and just dive at him and just <laughs> felt sorry for Benji. Sorry, Benj. So overseas you went, mate. First impressions of the UK. I know you've got Irish heritage, but was it an eye opener? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, I still I remember Mark O'Neill was over there and I rang him because he got there before I did. Yep. And I said, "What's it like?" He goes, all right, go to your freezer, open it up, and just stand there and get and feel that cold. He goes, that's everywhere you walk. Mm. And I'm like, okay. When I got there, I knew exactly what he was saying. He so was right. He was totally right. It was, um, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy times, but it's um, it's a different experience, and I loved it. I loved it. First couple of seasons at Wigan, centre wing fullback. I think they they rotated you a little. Pertec has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. Yeah, I started, um, yeah, I signed as a winger and then as soon as halfway through after that season, the team wasn't going that well and Ian Millwood was the coach and he sort of said, I'm going to play in your centres and, yeah, I was floating around a fair bit mm. from the centres, back um, to the wing, full back and all that. I didn't mind. I loved playing anywhere for the yep. team and, um, yeah, first first year or so, we, we, we weren't doing too well at Wigan but, um, yeah, we turned around after that. Some injury issues here that we've mentioned, but in the UK, you barely missed a game for six seasons. Top point scorer in 07 and 08, but perhaps 2010 eclipsed even that. Man of Steel, which is their version of the Dally M. What did, what did that mean to you? Um, oh, that's, that's an individual honour that's, um, you know, I was – I think individual honours in, in our game, it's sort of like you've got to put a lot of it down to the best, uh, well, the team. Yep. Um, I was in a really good side, especially as a, as a winger. I played mm. probably half the year at fullback that year, but um, I think outside backs, you, you rely on your, your forwards. You need yeah. your forwards. You need your halves. You need everyone yeah. doing their job. So I was a byproduct of being in a good side. But, um, yeah, I think I did definitely play my best footy over there um, in that season. Um, okay. Was the fittest I'd ever been, um, and I just um, yeah, that was Madge's first year at at Wigan, right. and um, yeah, we we um, yeah, love love that year. I've heard many times the individual accolades that a player collects. You actually look back on them when you're retired, and that's when it sinks in, and you go, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, I, I look back at my my team sort of success first and foremost. Lucky enough to win the NRL comp, and mm. 
you know, five and then, you know, the 2010, 2013 Super League, um, they're the ones that I sort of put, they're, the, yep. they're the, my, my favourite ones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, obviously, yeah, like you said, um, later on, it's good to show the kids, you know, the yeah. man of steel and things like that. But, yeah, it's definitely more about the team. Two Challenge Cups in 11 and 13. What type of experience has that made? Is, is it everything it's cracked up to be? Um, absolutely. I mean, played at a, a stadium, Wembley Stadium yeah. um, in London. And, um, you know, I remember as a kid, all the big sort of rugby league games were in Wembley and all mm. the big soccer games were at Wembley as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a full house there, and and probably the winning winning the the Challenge Cup. Wigan Wigan is so entrenched the the Challenge Cup in in Wigan's history. Yeah. They've won it so many times, and um, it's a huge sort of competition for the town. Yeah. And um, to win that and get the bus back to full full sort of um, yeah thousands of people, just wow. um, it's incredible. So yeah, very fortunate that I was in those really good sides. You won the Super League twice. I'm thinking it was 13 you did the double. Is that right? The yeah, Challenge that's right. Cup yep. and, and the Super League in, in what was a terrific footy side. Yeah, that's right. And um, and that's that's my last year at Wigan was 2013 mm. and we won the double. So it was a perfect way to go out. Um, yeah, winning winning both comps. So it was, it was a special time, a special team. And, mm. um, yeah, it was, it was um, yeah, to finish off at Old Trafford there. And my last game for Wigan was um, pretty special. You represented Ireland seven times during this period. Special to you or more special to the family? Um, I think both, really. Um, You know, when I played, I I remember um, mum came out to watch and um, just just feeling how, how, you know, all my family was so proud. Yeah, that's Um, great. You know, mum and dad came to Australia um, when they were young Mm. to give us an opportunity and for a different life, um, mm. but yeah, definitely we was definitely proud of our Irish heritage, and um, was recently over there and seen family as well. So um, yeah, to, to represent Ireland was very special, and yeah, one of the highlights of my career. How'd you go with the anthem? Yeah, really good. Yeah, we we learnt all the anthem. Um, yeah, I think that's important when you when you are playing that you very. that you you learn that you yeah. sing it proudly, and um, that's the best part of the World Cup. For every side, you see the Tongans love it. Um, yeah, really get entrenched into their culture. Um, yeah. The Irish team is the same. You know, we obviously we don't mind a beer, but yeah, you, you, you sort of get together and um, mm. play for that same cause. It's it's very important. Having spent so long over there, warm beer or cold beer, what's the preference? I can't do warm beer. No, nah. um, definitely has to be cold. Good man. Even if it's minus ten degrees outside, still got to be cold. <laughs> and I remember Christmas Day one day we had a fair few Aussie guys come over our house. It was snowing out the back. I got the beers and just put them on the back and just I got a photo of just uh, the beers in the snow. So um, that's natural, pretty, natural that's pretty whiskey. cool. Eight years, you, you must have enjoyed it to stay that long. And by this time, by the end of it, you're a family guy. You got a you got a couple of kids, which is. As we were saying before the interview, a wonderful life experience for all of you. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, both kids were born over there. Um, my son's been to school in three different countries. You know, he went to school wow. in England, came back to Australia, and then he had a year in France as well. So, not many kids in his class have ever even been out of mm. uh, out of the out of the country. So, yeah. to go to school and get those life experiences was pretty cool. And um, yeah, we've got some great friends over there still. And um, yeah, it's. It's a great experience. Back home for 2014, is that how it felt, back home at the Tigers? Yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, when I left um, after the grand final, I had this burning desire to come back and play and just I didn't want to ever re- be retired and, mm. and have that. Um, I would have wished if I, I would have come back. Yeah. So it was a bit of closure as well. Yeah. Um, 
come back at 32, 33 years old um, and try and compete back here. Um, you know, I felt like I did all right too for, yeah. for a couple of years. And, um, yeah, to finish off at the club, you know, it was awesome. One for the road, a season at Catalans. You must have been about 45 at the time. <laughs> Was it enjoyable and worth it, the final year, a good way to finish, another life experience? Yeah, another life experience, living in the south of France. Um, weather's a lot better over there. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my body wasn't probably right. I had some bad bad trouble with my knees in the last couple of years and um, really slowed me down a little bit. I wasn't the quickest guy anyway. Yeah. And, um, you know, once I noticed um, I, I had to do a lot of rehab on the knees and all that, I couldn't, couldn't do a lot of couldn't do a lot of extra training mm. and all that, so I felt like my performance started to suffer a little bit and okay. and the knee, knee was sort of, yeah, just getting beyond me. So, yeah, I was, that's why I was happy enough to hang the boots up and no regrets at all. You know, some players, they they retire a bit early and they feel mm. like they can keep playing. Well, I, I knew I couldn't get any more out of the body and, um, you know, 17 seasons and um, mm. over 300 games, it's, um, yeah, I got a fair bit out of it. No regrets. What a lovely to be able to say about a chapter in your life because if we're being honest, not many people can say that in their, their day-to-day lives. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, you know, that's why I'm very content now. I love watching the game um, as a spectator now. Do you? You, know, yeah. you watch it differently yeah. um, as you do as a player. Um, you know, now I watch it, I'm sort of like, oh, look at that big hit. You know, yeah. now, but as a player, you're sort of like loving it. You, yep. Um, you're, you're watching the game a little bit different. But, yeah, I just marvel at how big and strong and athletic and skillful mm players are it's so demanding um you know just getting on the training field it's every day that's a lot of players could probably still play but they wouldn't be able to get through a preseason or the training you know so yeah a lot of sacrifices that that i made and as a player and um yeah happy to watch watch now with it with a beer and um you know just just uh hopefully the tigers can, can continue to to rise and i'd love to see them win another comp there are good times ahead for the tigers faithful yeah, absolutely. The club's in a really good spot off the field. Um, they've got some guys there, Sheenzy, Robbie, Benji and Inferno who know the game. Um, good young kids coming through now. So um, we've just got to be a bit patient, I think, and just um, you know, trust in those guys. And yeah. I think um, the, the, the good times will come back for sure. 371 games all told, 246 tries, 1,101 goals, five competition wins. And more importantly, your reputation as one of the good guys. It's been great chatting to you. Paddy Richards, you, sir, are a legend. Thank you, mate. Been a pleasure. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. 
Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 